0: You're listening to the Cash Valley Insider. Conversations with founders, leaders, and creators about why they live, work, and play in Cash Valley, Utah. The Cash Valley Insider is a production of the Cash Valley Chamber of Commerce. Become a chamber member and learn more at CashChamber.com. Welcome back everyone, this is Chase. Um, I'm excited today to uh, introduce our audience to Brennan Terry, the founder CEO of Num. Um, and that's N-U-M. And if you haven't heard of them, uh, go check them out. Uh, this is an exciting company that's that's doing great things here in, in Cache Valley. And, and Brennan, we wanted to have you on to talk a little bit about your story and, and about this company and, and what it's like running a, a, a bakery in the middle of a pandemic and, and how you've had <laughs> success uh, building a business that n- doesn't just serve people here in Cache Valley, although you, you can, you know, get, get everything that you have to offer here locally, but, but you've largely built a business that's, that's national, right. And, and been able to sell, yeah. sell food all over the country. So, you know, I wanted to talk to you a little bit, a little bit about that with you today. So I appreciate you joining.
1: Of course. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to chat with you.
0: Yeah, of course. Um, well, let's start from the beginning then. I'm, I'm curious yeah. where this idea came about because um, <laughs> I mean, at, at its core, you know, at NUM, you make really baked goods that are gluten-free, sugar-free, and, and keto. Um, yeah. Where, where did that whole concept, that idea come from? Like, when did you start getting into this? And okay. a lot of it was making it for yourself or a friend or oh, family, yeah. and yeah, then it grew definitely. from there. What, what was that like?
1: Yeah, so um, how I came up with the idea and kind of started uh, this whole business was, uh, let's see, three years ago, I had my uh, little boy and I found myself in just a horrible uh, place, both physically and mentally. Um, I was just like super overweight, the heaviest I'd ever been. Just super unhappy. And I feel like I've always been an emotional eater. Um, like my whole life, whether I'm happy, sad, bored, whatever, I just like to eat. Like that was that has been my coping mechanism, like my whole life. And so I just always didn't have a great relationship with food. I would say, like. Uh, a good mental relationship, um, with food. And I've tried every single diet out there, whether it's a pill, a drink, you know, like just anything in every diet that I'd ever heard of or tried that was like a quick fix, even, you know, doing just everything. It just never worked for me and my body. Um, I'm a big believer in like ever in everybody, <laughs> everyone's body is so different and not everything works the same way for everyone. And so I had tried all these diets and I had absolutely no success. I was either starving, I would binge eat, um, like nothing was just resonating really well. And I wanted to find something that was like a lifestyle, you know, that was sustainable for me and my body. Um, And so I was doing all this research and I came across this low carb diet or like the keto diet and I'd never heard of it before. And this was three years ago. So the keto diet's been around for a really long time and there's a lot of misconceptions and a lot of confusion still. I feel like with the low carb, you know, like keto diet, um, but I decided to go for it. And I was like, I've tried everything else. What's one more thing. And I'm not kidding you. I did it. I started doing it and my body instantly felt better. It was crazy. The craziest thing. And so it just felt like I felt so much better. My mood was changing. I could tell a huge difference both physically and mentally and it was great. And so I was like, well, good heck, I'm going to keep doing this. I got to figure out a way to make this sustainable. Um, And so um, I started doing a lot of research and I was just doing the diet obviously or, you know, eating the food but one I'm a huge sweets fan and I'm a huge baked goods lover like my whole life my mom baked everyone in my family has baked and so that was one thing that I was really missing out of that whole out of that whole thing and so um I started doing a lot of research I started looking online for like recipes and everything and uh I am super just a motivated person, (laughs) I would say. And I'm just like, I give everything I have to what I'm working on. And I couldn't find anything that I was super, super in love with. Everything just tasted like a stick of butter or like just super heavy. And I just felt like absolute crap after I ate it. And I just obviously didn't like feeling like that. And so I started dabbling and started ordering all these specialty ingredients and just playing with it. And I started with a donut. Donuts were actually my very first product that I ever sold. And I got a couple of recipes down that I was thinking were really, really great. And, um, none of my family does keto or low carb or sugar free or gluten free. And, um, So I tested all of my stuff on all of them (laughs) because I'm like, well, shoot, if, if people that aren't on any sort of diet like it and think that it's good, then I've got a home run, right? Like if people that aren't doing, aren't doing stuff, um, think that your product is good, then that's awesome. Um, and that's exactly what happened. Everyone loved it. Everyone was so excited about it.
0: So you started to realize, okay, I could actually make this for other people. Where did you go from there? I feel like I feel like your story is 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 similar to a lot of founders in that you you start to identify a problem, right? And 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 a lot of times it's a pain point that you personally feel. And then you start to identify, oh, there's other people who feel the same thing that I'm feeling. There, there must be, you know, something out there for them. And you go out and you try to find it and you just can't find Definitely. that thing that, that solves your problem or fits your need, right? Um, and then yep. from there, it seems like the only logical solution is to go and just create it yourself, right? That kind of seems like the common yeah. path you know when you decided yeah. that you wanted to go and and make a business out of this like making yeah. this at your home is one thing for yourself and some friends what what did you what did you do in order to take it to the next next level because especially in the food industry it's pretty capital intensive right if you want to build out a bakery or even to go and rent a commercial kitchen right there's there's a lot of, of pieces there what did you need to do to go from you know, baking for friends to making this operation. There's, there's a lot of things that go into that. What was your next step?
1: Honestly, I feel like I, this was my, I, so let me back up a little bit. I would have been for the past eight years, I've been a full time hair and makeup artist and photographer here in the Valley. And so I had started that business and um, it was going really great. And so I feel like I kind of had an idea based off of everything that I used there, you know what I mean? Like with that business, but honestly, I put this together. When I had this idea, I put everything together in a weekend. I'm not joking. I built my site on Wix.com. I went onto Wix and I this package that they had that I could drag and drop everything onto that I wanted to. Um, I was a photographer, luckily, so I knew how to take good pictures, which I feel like obviously helps tremendously, and so I took all my own pictures, I did my own website, I ordered and designed my own, like, business cards, everything. I was like, did the Instagram, literally everything in a weekend, and every, everyone in my family thought I was insane. Because they're like, you're literally putting all of this time and money into this business and you don't even know what's going to happen. Like, you need to calm down a little bit, you know? But in my head, I knew that if I needed this and I thought this was good, other people would need it and think it was good too. Like, I just knew in my gut, I knew that people needed to not feel guilty about what they ate. Right. Because, I mean... Like our, ta- like our motto is taking the guilt out of treating yourself mm. because I think it's so important. Guilt and deprivation are two things that will ruin anyone trying to live a healthy lifestyle. Regardless of what lifestyle you're trying to live, diet you're trying to do, macros you're trying to count, if you feel deprived or you feel guilty after eating something, chances are it's going to wreck all of your progress, you're going to feel guilty. And that's how you get on like that roller coaster, right? Like you're doing so good. You're doing so good. You have a crappy day, you eat a whole bag of chips or you know what I mean? Or you like binge on ice cream or you do whatever is your thing, right? right? The second you feel any of those emotions, I truly believe that it just sets you up to fail. So my goal was to create a business. And obviously I know that it's a dessert, right? So you have to be mindful. I'm not saying that like my desserts are, you know, calorie free and all of the things free. So you can just eat as many as you want. Obviously, if you're trying to live a certain way, you need to be like mindful of, you know, whatever, however much of whatever you're eating, you know? Right. But um, for me, it, it was so important to create a business where people could come and whether whether or not they're tr- you know whatever diet they're trying to do or lifestyle they're trying to live, they never felt left out, right? Like you can take our cookies or our donuts or our brownies or any of our desserts to any party, and they're a hit with basically everyone. I have so many customers who come to our store, grab stuff or order stuff online, take it to parties. Aren't any of those things because they want to contribute something, right? And people. Like go crazy for them. They're like, Oh my gosh, this is so amazing. How did you hear about this company? And how did you get these products? Because people just don't know that there are good options out there. So I'm like, if I can offer something to people that is a healthier alternative and make it taste really good, why wouldn't you choose something that's better for you over something that's not? Does that make sense?
0: It totally does. And I think I think um, the way that you structured the business and, and who you're marketing to, it's it's really powerful because someone could look at that and think, oh, gluten-free, that's just for people who have celiacs, right? Or a gluten intolerance or keto. I'm not on the keto diet, but that's sugar-free, yeah. right? That just kind of opens it up to mm-hmm. anyone who wants to live a little bit healthier, right? There, that's an option. So it, it yeah. you know, in, in a way- um, you, this isn't a limited business, right? And, and even if it were just a gluten-free business, that's not a small market. Um, But I think it's really powerful. Those, those different groups that you're catering to. And in a way you're, 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 you're really focused on anyone who wants to live a little bit healthier, which is powerful. I I think, you know, in, in my case in particular, so I, I have celiacs. So you know I've got to be extra cautious yeah. about uh, cross contamination and and all of that when it comes to gluten and and I, I get exactly yeah. what you're saying, right? where okay, you find out that you you know have have celiacs or an intolerance or you you start to go on the keto diet and 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 sometimes that's really daunting where you you think, oh, well, here are all the things I can't have, right? And that, that comes in, right. That's where it it feels, um, you know, like, like too big of a
1: deprived. You'd feel deprived.
0: Totally. Um, and when I sat down with my dietician for the first time to, to talk about, okay, here's what you can do. Here's Mm -hmm. what you can't do. Um, you know, it was really powerful when he sat down and just said, okay, here are the things that you can't have, but look at the rest of the plate. Right. I mean, there, there's so many other things out there. Um, and then and then, when you go out and you finally you know take the time and find things that work for you um you know the world isn't so limiting as as maybe what you think it is when you when you were you know first presented with this big life change so i you know I think you're just helping Definitely. people along that path um and especially on the bakery side, where you know it's really difficult you know it's probably impossible to go to any bakery um and and find anything that's, that's gluten-free, right? I mean, because bakeries, it's just, it's pretty impossible to, to avoid cross-contamination yeah, in for a for sure. Well, right? they
1: can say gluten-free, they can say it, but like, obviously, you know, going into it, that if they're serving like, you know, other stuff too, chances are, is it's not a truly like gluten-free friendly type of environment, right. for sure. And,
0: and then, so that's where, what you're doing, where it's gluten-free, sugar-free, keto, it's dedicated you know that whatever you're getting is yeah. safe for any of those three options, right? Or, or all three.
1: Definitely. Which,
0: which I think is really yep. special. Um, so oh, you know, thanks. From from a business perspective, you know, this, it's a big leap to go from baking at home to baking for, for other people. There's a lot of, you know, regulations, you know, safety protocols, sanitary, everything, right? What, what did you have to go through? What was that process like? How did you learn how to do this on a commercial basis?
1: So it was honestly, I have no experience in really like the food industry. I've never worked at a fat, like I've never worked in food. So this was a huge learning curve and it still is like we have taken on a lot, obviously. And so it's a lot of learning, but, uh, I love learning and that's a huge thing. I think that has helped me is I am very open. Um, and I know what I'm really good at and what I really am not good at. And so, um, I don't try and do absolutely everything. If someone knows something better than me, I'm not too proud to be like, I'm just going to figure this out, right? I'll like, I'm very willing to ask for help. Um, and I think that's important for people to to think about, especially when they're starting a business is because I feel like some people, um, and this is like, I, I feel like I was like this for a while when I was younger, but uh, you think you can tell yourself and it'll be perfect and it'll be great and then you start getting into it and you realize how deep you are and you're like crap I can't do this (laughs) you know like how am I gonna do this how am I gonna do this um so basically uh what happened was I launched the orders and it was so crazy because we didn't um have really any social media at all and I I thought that I was ordering, like opening up orders for friends and family, like that I had told on Facebook or on my personal Instagram. And uh, we went to dinner and I told my mom and dad that I hadn't hired any employees, nothing. I didn't have a kitchen, nothing at this point. I just, I thought, okay, well maybe get a couple of orders. It'll be great, Um, you know, and just go for it. And I turned on my orders on my little Wix app on my phone. And every single time you order it dings at you like to like a notification. Right. Yeah. So we went to dinner and all of a sudden I told my family, I was like, oh yeah, I'm launching my stuff tonight. And they were like, oh, cool. Awesome. And, um, like seriously, a couple minutes into dinner, my phone starts dinging. It goes ding, ding. And then it's like, ding, 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 ding. ding, And I'm like, what is happening? And my dad looks at me he's like, what is going on with your phone? And I was like, dad, those are orders on my website for my donuts. And he's like, no, it's not. And I said, yes, it is. And I literally had to turn off my phone for dinner because it was going crazy and stressing me out because I didn't have a kitchen. I didn't have any employees. I didn't have any, like, I didn't have enough ingredients for all these orders. I knew it. So it was just stressing me out. So I turned off my phone. Then I get home. And I look at the orders and I'm like, what is happening? It was the craziest thing. I can't even explain it to you. But, um, that like proved to me that my hunch was right. Like people were excited about this. People wanted stuff like this. People needed it. Like people need this stuff, you know, like people need it. And so, um, after that dinner, I obviously almost had a panic attack thinking about all these orders that I had to fill and so uh one of my good friends thankfully told me about um the kitchen the commercial kitchen that you can rent at bridgerland Mm. here in logan yeah and uh they have a commissary kitchen there that you can rent it's really affordable for any startup business that's like mark alexander is the guy who owns it shout out to mark he is the most amazing human I would not have been able to deal with this past couple of years without him for sure. And the kitchen was such a blessing because it's great for just startups. Like you don't have a lot of money to put into a commercial kitchen, obviously, because there's so much money. Um, So I contacted him and he was like, yeah, come in. I'd love it. So we did. And luckily he had room for us and me and my mom went in that next, um, that those over a couple of, because obviously we had to get all the ingredients and stuff. And uh, we went in and it was just me and my mom and we, were there for 14 hours, um, both of us, it, straight, and we cried yeah. after. We were so tired, hated every second, like, we were so overwhelmed, and that next day, I put out an ad, um, and I got a couple of girls to come and help me that following week, and it just kind of built up from there, and honestly, we just, I mean, things just, like, exploded. It was the craziest thing ever, but Bridgerland was a huge stepping stone for us because uh it was just you know we went in and everything at this point was all online so one thing I don't think that people know that's super funny to me uh, that we've actually been in business for almost two years uh this November will be our second anniversary and so that's really exciting um but we were basically baking everything at Bridgerland and then shipping everything across the country And it was crazy because week one, we had customers in New York city. Mm. Somehow they found us online or on Instagram. And so, um, it it was just crazy. We, I got employees hired. Um, and obviously I, I, uh, am super glad the first thing that I would tell anyone who wants to open a business is get a good lawyer, like 100% get a good lawyer have employee, like, don't go into anything blindly, even with family or friends. Um, like you just need to make sure that everyone is on the same page about everything. And so, uh, like I hired my sister-in-law, I had her, you know, fill out the employee and like point employee agreement, everything, like get a good lawyer that can make sure that everything, like all your I's are dotted and all your T's are crossed. Um, for sure, that would be like my number one thing. I would not be anywhere without my amazing lawyer right now. Um, just making sure that everything is like set, you know, set up for you the way that you need to, because business is such a crazy thing. And, you know, you just, I don't know, it's just really important, I think, to to make sure that all of your stuff legally is important, you know, getting Right, done. and
0: making sure, um, especially I imagine in the food space, right, making sure that you're protecting yourself you're you're doing everything because this is something that people are going to eat right so I'm sure there's kind of an added layer to that as well and how you how you market the product how you talk about the product you know yeah label yeah no it's just a lot yep
1: everything yeah you have to go through the yeah it was a big long process you have to go through the state like obviously there's a ton of stuff so to go from Bridgeland to our now commercial kitchen and to have you know, our, our store now, it was a lot of working with the state, um, working with, you know, obviously the health department and the department of agriculture, making sure of all our stuff is there. Like we went through, so you have to just go through so many hoops to get stuff open and make sure that things are up to code and that, you know, you have all of your stuff in order. So it was just honestly, a lot of learning and, uh, you know, just basically getting baptized by fire, you know, you just dive straight in and, you know, just work it out as you're in it, I guess.
0: Well, and I guess that goes to show the the power of of starting a, a business that you really care about because there there is so yeah. much that you have to go through. There's so many hoops. There's there's a lot that you have to learn and get caught up on. And and if it's not something you're really passionate about, uh, I, it would be so easy to get deterred. It was, it, you know, you I don't know. If you oh, I would have
1: given up. I would have given up literally, uh, two years ago.
0: Right. Right. <laughs>
1: Literally, you know, hiring employees and making sure, because now we have three whole different teams of staff, like staff members. We have our retail like team that does the storefront. They're amazing. So anybody that goes to our store will meet our retail girls. Then we have our production girl, like our production team, which is obviously our team that like makes everything. We have our customer service team and our shipping team. So we actually have four. And so, um, it's just been such a huge learning curve and it's gonna, you know, it's definitely a lot. So if you're not passionate about it, it's really easy to give up really fast.
0: For sure. Um, I I think the other part that's really interesting about your business is I think anyone who thinks about getting into food thinks, okay, I'm making food. And so I'm serving people who are kind of in my immediate geography, right? Like I need to make food. And I need to serve people who are in Logan, right? And that's yeah. really daunting mm-hmm. because you know, love Logan, but it, it's not the largest community, right? So there's a definitely limit, not
1: there's a limit
0: no. to how many people you can sell to. Um, oh, definitely not. Not to deter anyone from doing that. We we need good restaurants. We need good bakeries. We need we need food service here in Cache Valley, just like a lot of places. But but um, I think as soon as you start to think bigger and you start to oh, think. Yeah okay, I like living here in Cache Valley. I like where I am, but there's people all over the country and all over the world who could use my product. Um, I think as soon as you start thinking about, you know, how do you grow your business beyond just one region? I think mm-hmm. it just opens you up to so many more possibilities. And, and the way that- oh,
1: a million started, percent.
0: The way that you started was kind of, it was online opposite, first, right? Like <laughs> yeah, you I feel 100%.
1: like we kind of grew opposite.
0: Right. So maybe you can talk about that. Like, why was that so important that you started online first? And, and, and I think it opened you up to more possibilities um, oh, absolutely. than had you started with, with opening a storefront first.
1: Yeah. So I think that honestly, it, I didn't mean to do that. First of all, the reason that that happened was because I didn't have the space that I needed to do a store. Like I always wanted a store, but it was just never in the cards for us then, obviously. Um, And so for me, it it was just like a way for us to do it because we did shipping, but then we also did pickups. So what we did was we would have pickup spots that we would go, or I would go, obviously, and I would take our product and people could order and then we would take them to different pickup spots. Like we had one in low, we obviously had one here in Logan, cause this is where we were based out of. We had one in, um, Ogden, Layton, Bountiful and Salt Lake. And so, um, we did those clear up until COVID hit. And then obviously we had to stop them and we haven't opened them back up yet, but really want to. But, um, honestly, the reason that we did it that way was just, we didn't have enough space, but my uh, biggest advice for anyone who's starting a, a business, and I guess it kind of depends on what business you're in, but I really didn't think of this as a small thing from day one. I went into this business thing wanting this on every, wanting this on every single table in America. Like that is my goal. Anyone that asks me, like, what's your goal for this? What do you want? I said, I want this in every single home in America. I have so many customers who write into me and it's so amazing. Like the feedback that we get is truly life-changing. And that sounds so silly to some people because they're like, it's food, but I'm not joking. When I, I get DMS on Instagram and pictures and emails every single day of customers, um, telling me how much they love their stuff, how, or how much they love our stuff, how kids will come into our Logan store and, they come in and their eyes are just huge. And their mom, their moms tell me that they've never been able to go anywhere and choose any treat they wanted because they have celiac or they have some disease that they can't have sugar or they can't have gluten or, you know what I mean? Or whatever it is, autoimmune diseases, autism, um, a lot of like a huge customer range. Right. And that just truly just makes my heart so happy because Hearing those things, it just solidifies, you know, people need it. People need options. People need to not feel left out. You know, this one of these little girls, her mom came and bought a ton of them to take to her class because she's gluten free and she can never have anything, you know? So she wanted to share her, a treat she was so excited about with her whole class and the class ended up loving it. So it was really funny. Um, so I never feel like I went into this with being small in mind and I think that that can be really powerful because I feel like in my mind um I just didn't want it to be like an in Logan thing I obviously wanted I'm here so I wanted it to be a valley thing you know like I wanted the people of Cache Valley to know that we're here um but I just wanted it to be huge from day one
0: Right. No, I love that. I think um not limiting yourself, like it's always good to be grounded, right? And, yeah, and be reasonable. Definitely. And but oh, also definitely. I think some people often, more often than not, limit themselves, right? And so I, Absolutely. I, think, I think that's really special that you're able to to think big, right? And and by thinking yeah. big, um, your your business becomes more viable, right? When you're not limiting oh, yourself to okay, we need to sell to the 150,000 people that live here in Cache Valley. That sounds like a big number, but but you when it comes down to it, right? Who's actually gonna p- to pay, pay the money or come to the retail store? Absolutely. Like that's, that's a smaller number. So um, oh, you're definitely. casting a wider net, which, which I think is, is, is really smart. It's um, actually
1: funny because uh, Utah is not even close to one of our top selling states.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah, I was going to ask. Isn't that hilarious? where, where Where are you seeing the most success?
1: New York definitely is one of my top states. So, New York, California, and Texas actually.
0: Wow. Oh, interesting. So, we
1: literally are like across the country.
0: Well, I imagine for you, I, I, I wonder if there's some larger trends happening, certainly with, with COVID um, in mm-hmm. some of these larger cities where people can't go out and, and buy yeah. food. Everyone's door dashing, right? Everyone's yeah. having food dropped off. Um, yeah. You know, Amazon Fresh is is a thing, right? Where, where mm-hmm. you can just order your, your food, Walmart pickup, right? Like people are getting yeah. used to this idea that you don't have mm-hmm. to go somewhere to get food. It can come to you. Yeah. Um, so I wonder if some of these larger trends are are playing a role in some of your success as well. People's habits are changing and they're just used to b- buying food online and, and expecting it to show up in a day or two. Um, I don't yeah. know if you've seen that or if you attribute some of that success to some of these larger trends as well.
1: Um, I definitely think that that has helped, but honestly, um I just think that people are even more than that. I think that people are just becoming more aware of what they're putting in their body. Right. I oh, think that the sure. new gen, yeah. I think that the new generation, I think that we're being like, we're able to hit a lot of generations with our products because the our older customers are pre-diabetic or have diabetes, a lot of them. So our products are great for them. Um, and then obviously I feel like the new generation, the millennial generation is getting stuck. So into like food what they're putting into their bodies you know like the ingredients like I feel like they're carrying a lot more than than before you know and so uh, I'm seeing a huge I'm seeing a huge like influx of like that kind of customer into our business which makes me really excited because you know we want to be a dessert for everyone type of thing we want to have a dessert for everyone
0: for sure when when did you feel like, um, you'd kind of hit your stride? I mean, the business opened two years ago, you know, you, you yeah. kind of really soon started to see some success. When did you feel like, okay, oh, yeah. this is going to work, right? Like this is, this is happening. This is, this is going to go somewhere.
1: Honestly, I am not a business person at all. I am like super creative. I'm like those, those, that kind of person, you know? And so, um, I'm just starting to learn what like a cog is like your cost of goods right I'm just right. learning all this vocabulary and dealing with actual accountants and doing all of this like big girl stuff I feel like um because now I have to that's the thing is like now it's to a point where I kind of have to make sure that every i is dotted and t is crossed and so Honestly, I didn't know. I've never been in the food industry, honestly. And so I had no idea what was good and what was bad, if that makes sense, like sales-wise. Um, all I knew is that I was doing, I was making money. Okay. I really didn't know how much money I was spending. And I think that that is very much what happens to people when they just decide, just open up a business. If they don't have like formal training in that business, you're not going to know any of that stuff really like really you're not you know um and so for me it was a eye opening experience because i had no idea how much money i was spending how much money i was making all i knew is that i had money to pay payroll and then i had some money left over so <laughs> really it's like not ideal but i tell everyone that you know i'm just like well it just somehow like worked out you know but um but honestly, I don't know. It, I don't really know it. I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out what else I want to say about well, that. Maybe
0: I can ask you another question and get, 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 yeah. get about something else. Um, well, I guess, what, what do you spend the bulk of your time working on now? You've got employees. Um, I guess, you know, where no. do you spend a lot of your time? You're running this business, but you also have to do product development. Do you find yourself oh my gosh, a lot yes. more time on the product development side? Yeah. And and how fun is that for you? Is it fun or does it seem like work because it's you're constantly having to think of new product, you know, or maybe it's a little bit of both?
1: Um, a little bit of both. So Honestly, my goal is to, and where I get a lot of inspiration for our recipes and products is I want to take all of America's favorite desserts and turn them into a healthier alternative for people. So um, the recipe development is always fun for me. Um, I love coming up with stuff that tastes really great, um, you know, that I think that people will love. Some of our stuff, obviously, people love more than others. Uh, but it's always fun to keep on thinking about stuff, you know, what can we, like, what is this flavor combo? How does this flavor profile read on this, you know, on a brownie or a cookie or like, would this be better in X, Y, or Z? It's really fun. I love that aspect of it. Um, I have been, I've been doing everything myself for so long. Um, And when you start a business, that's how it is. You know, like you are the, you're the, Baker, You're the Instagram person. You're the social media person. You're the customer service person. Like you do everything. And it turns you into a control freak because you're doing everything. At least for me, it did everything I was doing for so long myself. Now I'm growing and scaling and now this business is doing so well. I'm so grateful that I have people now that can help me with that stuff. Um, but it's been hard to delegate. Because, you know, you have a certain way that you get used to doing stuff. It, it is hard to do it, but it's so worth it because anybody that's been an entrepreneur or is an entrepreneur or has opened their own business knows that it's not a nine to five job, right? Like everyone knows that if you start your own business, it's like a 24 seven type of thing, especially in the beginning, because you're doing all those things, right? There's no like time that you can really take off because you're just like in the grind. Like you're in the middle of it. You're just doing everything that you have to, to make this business successful. Right, And so it's like a not, you know, and that's one thing that I don't think that people understand. Like I was talking to my dad about this the other day because he owns his own business too. It's really hard for people to understand how hard and how much work it is to, and how much stress it is to open up a business. But unless you're in it, like, unless that's the life that you choose to live, you know, or you really have a business that you want to do, but it is a 24 seven thing until you get into a point where you have people that can help you. And so, um, I love recipe development for sure. That's my favorite thing. I think coming up with the new flavors of stuff, but it is definitely like a job, you know, now I have a job. I have to put out a menu each month. I have to you know, give people what they want. And so it definitely, um, you know, is stressful, but it's also really fun for sure.
0: Right. Right. Where do you think most people are finding you or like, how do you feel like most people are finding you? You, you guys have a great Instagram following. And that just continues to grow. Um, how do people encounter you? How do they come across you? I, I imagine there's a lot of word of mouth on social media, right? It's someone who, yeah. who is, yeah. is, is is celiac, right? Or someone who yeah. starts keto. And that's a very yeah. tight-knit community, right? Each of these yeah. are tight-knit communities and they take care of each other and they're very supportive of each other. And and so 100%. I imagine you get people who are, who are spreading the word and being advocates for you, which is, I imagine, your dream. But where are most yeah. people coming from? Um, how do they find you? is it primarily social media?
1: Um, I would say for, I would definitely say uh, social media is our number one. Um, I'm so grateful for our shipping customers. Uh, They're amazing. And I feel like I've built such a relationship with our shipping, like with our, you know, cross country or just like out of state customer. Um, And they really have like helped me build my business because I didn't have anything local. So right. 99.9% of my business was out of state and um, it was crazy because now I feel like now that we have our store and we can't do, you know, pickups right now because of COVID and, you know, the heat this year has killed us because we don't, we, yeah our we had our refrigerated shipping perfect. Finally, after a year and a half, we had it perfect. People had been begging us for it because in the heat, obviously our stuff gets warm and melts and stuff. And we want our product quality to be perfect for our customers, you know? So it's one thing that I was like, I'm going to do this. We got to figure it out. And we did. I was so excited. We did. And then COVID happened.
0: Right. Right.
1: Literally we launched our refrigerated shipping. COVID happened. No joke that next week. So we were using USPS and they had the priority mail, which literally was so great and took two to three days max. I never had really any problems with shipping or packages getting lost and then covid happened and so we were doing these refrigerated boxes now and USPS was taking 2 weeks. Wow. To deliver these packages and I was like, yeah, that's not going to work. <laughs> yeah. That's not going to work. So it was horrible cuz I got all these customers so excited about refrigerated shipping and then literally it was out of our control like I can't charge people X amount for shipping and then it not even get to you in the time that you can eat it, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Type of thing. And so, um, people are definitely, definitely finding us on social media and just word of mouth. Honestly, I'm so grateful for the amazing customers that we do have because I feel like when they taste our stuff, they, they obviously, like you said, you want to share, like if you find something that you love, you're going to want to share it with your friends. You're going to want to share it with your family And a huge, um, we've noticed that a lot on social media, but locally as well, because, because our business has been so ship, you know, like shipping heavy, um, nine, I'd say like 95, 99% of cash Valley doesn't even know where you live still, you know, because we're still so new. We've only been here, you know, we've only had the store open a month and it's been an amazing month, but, uh, you know, it's just word of mouth and just, you know, help, having people know that we're here is what we're really trying to work on now.
0: Right. And hopefully we, we can help with that a little bit more um, and, and help get the word out to the local community. Um, yeah. I guess, you know, one, one other question for you about the future kind of where do you see, yeah. what excites you about the future of this business? Um, you oh know, it seems <laughs> like you're in, in a great place in a, in yeah. uncertain times, But you you guys are over, overall, uh, seem to be in a good place and growing. Uh, what, what excites you about the future?
1: Oh, so much. Um, like I said, I never went into this thinking small and I just want to let anybody know or everybody know that starting a business or wanting to start a business, that it is a lot of freaking work, a lot, way more. Think of how much work you think it will take and times it by 10. Hmm. Really, it is. It's so much more work than you think it's going to be. There are 500 million times that I've told my husband and my family, I truly don't know if I can do this. I truly sobbing at night to my husband. I don't know if I can do this. This is so stressful. We've got three kids, um, young kids, and it's been a lot of sacrifice for our family family and for obviously like financially it's been a big investment of time effort sweat and tears you know blood sweat and tears the old-fashioned thing it is but times it by 10 and you're closer to where you're going to be at but honestly if you're passionate about something and you feel in your gut that you can do it and that people will need it do it right whatever it takes to do it do it because I feel like fear is honestly like what holds everyone back from doing what they want to but also i feel like fear is such a driving force for people like if you take fear like the emotion of fear right it is almost debilitating like it can honestly be absolutely debilitating to people but let's say you harness that fear and use it as a driving force can you imagine like what people can could do with that if that's the way that they felt about fear instead of it being the opposite way
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, totally.
1: Like, I just feel like it's so easy to be scared, but I also feel like fear is such an amazing motivator to do something that if you feel like you should do it, if you feel like you're called to do it, do it. I never in a million years thought I would say, yeah, my whole life now is going, cause we are like in it now. Like <laughs> we are in it for the long haul. And so I never thought in a million years I would be in a bakery. I ne- never thought in a million years that my life would be, you know, I'm a baker now, um, and I own this bakery, but it is. And I'm so grateful that I took that leap and that people were supportive and that people believe you know, people believed in me and loved the product. And so just don't let fear stop you from doing what you you know, want to do, but a lot of fun things in the future. Honestly, we're working on a lot of really cool stuff. We're hoping to franchise, um, in the next little bit. And we have the most amazing franchise model ever. We are so excited to release this to people. Um, it's going to honestly be a very doable, uh, thing, both financially and just like getting up quick and easy. Uh, I would say easier than any franchise model out there right now and that's a pretty bold statement but we're pretty freaking excited about it um so we're really excited about that um and then we have some pretty big contracts with some distributors that we're working on that we couldn't be more excited about that hopefully can help us on our mission to getting our products on every table in america so it's definitely exciting and scary all at the same time
0: well that that's exciting there's so much potential um and you know based off of your track record so far and the passion that you have um no doubt you'll get there um you know and and i i can feel that so um you. you know uh, one more question we, we like to wrap yeah. um, these conversations up with this but but why cash valley um you know you you could have this business anywhere um and i think that's that's part of the beauty right of the age we live in it, you know, with technology um, mm-hmm. and that interconnectedness, right. It's is a lot of businesses like this, you could run from a lot of places, um, but I guess yeah. what, what keeps you here? What excites you about building this here? And, and to the point that you would open up a, a storefront here so that people know that, that, that you're here as well. Um, you know, I, I guess from that perspective, why here?
1: Um, we're from, me and my husband are from Tree Mountain, so just over the mountain. Yeah. And we just love it here. Um, uh, it's, we just love it here. My family's here. His family's from around here. We're big family people, honestly. And we could have it anywhere. We thought about moving to Bountiful, um, which is a much bigger area, obviously. Um, but honestly, we, we love it here. We love it here. We love the people here. We love the neighborhoods here. We just love the vibe here. And we think that it's very overdue for the Valley. Like, We think that Cash Valley deserves something like this. You know, the people, our locals deserve something like this. And so, and that's the feedback that we've gotten. So it's been so fun to, to meet so many new people and so many, have so many customers come in and tell us the exact same thing that we were hoping for, you know? And so, um, we just, you know, love it here and wanted to do, you know, wanted to, you know, put down some roots. So we really wanted to bring something like this to Cache Valley because we honestly felt like people here deserved it. Um, It's been really fun because that's, that's what we were hoping for. Like that's how we felt. We love it here. We love the people here. We love the neighborhoods here. We just love the vibe. And so we obviously wanted to, to put down some roots and, you know, and open the store where we're from. Like the first place, the first store that we opened, we wanted it to be where our family is, where our roots are, you know, like where we live and love and just share it with, you know, the people around us. And so it's been really fun because that's the feedback that we've been getting from customers is we were really hoping that, um, it would be received well by the locals. And I can't tell you how many people come in from the Valley? Oh my gosh, we're so happy you're here. This is so long overdue. And that's what we were hoping for. And so it's really fun to see, you know, the local community, get excited about something, um, you know, that we love and we want to share with everybody. So it's been really awesome that way.
0: That's great. I'm glad that there's been such positive response. Um, you know and I, I think i think more and more kind of going back to that question of why here uh, you know the, when we've asked that to other people it's you know why you don't have to compromise um you know growing your business and and living you know and 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 leaving the place that you love right i think that's that's part of the beauty of kind of the age that we're living in now right where you can grow a business from anywhere and and uh you don't have to be restricted by your geography and um, I mean, your story really embodies that. Um, I guess, you know, just to wrap up, how, how do people stay in touch? How's the best way to, to stay in touch with everything numb? I, I imagine, you know, on social, you mentioned Instagram, um, the website at, at the store as yeah. well. But, you know, maybe share, share kind of the, the best way to stay in touch.
1: Um, people can find us on Instagram. Our Instagram is just at numb gourmet Desserts uh and then we have all of our stuff on our website as well www.formaidesserts.com that has our address all of our um like contact information and it also has all the nutritional information labeled on each dessert for all of our shipping customers or if you're like out of state or you just want to know you can get a hold of us you know in store online we try and be super active with all of our customers so if you ever have any questions feel free to give us a dm you know facebook all that fun stuff and we'll get back to you
0: that's great well brennan thanks for taking time this is uh, you know i was especially excited to to learn more about your story um because because i i went there this last weekend and and we're happy to have you here in the valley so appreciate you being willing to share your story and and uh again just happy you're here in the valley and and the, that you're doing well so thanks again for taking time thank you yeah of course thanks for listening to the Cash Valley Insider. For more conversations, listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever podcasts are found.